before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Wallen, Zach Duren, Daniel, and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on here at our pod. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And boy, do we have another fine episode for you. Uh, This one is, uh, it's called Beckman Mill. And it's probably my favorite fishing spot. Yeah. I had to bring this one up. We're actually referencing the article from Beckman Mill because I think it's the most comprehensive. Absolutely. And, and who tells it best than the friends of Beckman Mill? I and mean, we are this friends is of great. Beckman Mill, me and Rachel. So yes, I'm, that's what I'm saying too. Is that this is a great, uh, this is a great one. Uh, kind of off the, off the the normal topics that we go into about something, stuff. Yeah, and something it's just you wouldn't, great. Something you wouldn't see in Beloit. I mean, it's like something yeah. like kind of unknown. I've seen a lot of weddings out there. Not a lot of people know about this place, but it's probably one of my favorite places to go fishing. Right. Not even for catching fish, just because I love it. Yeah. So, and and it's about the scenery too. It's oh, about for the sure. place. You know, fishing has its uh, has you know all of the the awesomeness of being able to catch fish and and be the gamesman whatever. But also, you're out in nature. You're you're in generally serene areas uh feeling you know peaceful and and blissful uh and that's part of the whole experience and russ is going to give us a little insight into that coming up here um but we also have music from sister strings we've been wanting to do this one for a long time and we they reached out to us a long time ago and this one has been on our list of music because we have like quite a bit of music yes a lot of things we kind of have to push up or push down a ton of stuff and and honestly whenever we get some suggestions from you guys those typically go uh right up to the top as well um so that's huge uh but you know the the big thing is to our catalog is so deep uh that you know again with topics and with uh, music and stuff we can, we can keep this thing going for a while i think so and and this is good. just another great one uh as soon as we had the opportunity to uh feature it um you know which like like we said the catalog's deep it, it, it you know we're getting around to it now but they've recently been on uh some uh, late night stuff too so we're glad to be able to feature oh, this yeah. um we also have a beer review uh, which why wouldn't we? We this is what this thing was founded on here, uh, and then of course, how many locals ran? So we're gonna jump right in here. We're gonna jump into the Beckman Mill history. Uh, Russ, take it away. Yeah. So Beckman Mill was actually originally c- called Howes Mill and later Newark Mills. It was built in 1868 on the east bank of Coon Creek in Rock County's Newark Township. It is approximately six miles west of Beloit, Wisconsin, and about one and a half mile north of Wisconsin-Illinois state line. 
actually really close to my farm, which yeah. is why I go here all the time. I was just going to say, so proximity really helps you on this one. Yeah. And early records and oral histories indicate that a distillery preceded the mill, which we're, we're fans of whiskey once in a while. We don't yeah. sip it often, but once in a while, like on the rocks, I'll sip like a nice clean a whiskey. A very nice, yeah, a very nice, uh, uh, you know, scotch or bourbon or something is great. And it was originally built in 1845 by Charles uh, F.H. Goodhue Jr. of Beloit and was very successful until it was destroyed by a fire in 1853. Fifteen years later, a grist mill was constructed on the site of the distillery by millwright William Howe, which is why it was called Howe's Mill, obviously. And Howe operated the mill himself for several years before selling it to Lewis Hyde and Elias Tiao. In 1882, it was acquired by William T. Kelly, a neighboring farmer. Later that year, Kelly deeded it to Catherine Beckman, wife of Carl Ferdinand August Beckman, which is a pretty fancy name. It's a long name. It's a lot to say. And Beckman was previously a miller at Judah and at Hanover. Both in southern Wisconsin, August or Gus, as he was called, had immigrated to the United States in the 1850s. And can we say how much goes around beer in Wisconsin? Like everything kind of comes back to brewskis. Even yeah. the last one, like our monument, went back to Federer Pabst. Everything goes back to beer. It really point. does. It's uh, pretty nuts. It's it's absolutely ingrained in the culture and history of this state. It's crazy. And then for the name of his new mill, August chose Newark Mills, which became not only a place to have grain ground, but also an ideal gathering place for its customers. Those waiting their turn enjoyed the opportunity to shoot the breeze with their neighbors or even catch some fish in the pond, which is what I love doing. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite. I don't catch a lot there. I catch like. Catch a buzz. I catch. Yeah, I catch bass. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I bring a couple beers in my tackle box. and just kind of sit there and just enjoy the sunlight. Yeah. And from 1890 to 1892, there was a very practical reason for stopping by the mill, since it was Newark Post Office, with August Sons Henry as the postmaster. Uh, visitors today will notice the replicated 1890s letterbox and a copy of Henry's postmaster certificate hanging on the wall. And following the passing of their father in 1908, Charles and Henry took over the operation of the mill. And at that time, they brought in their brother-in-law, Herman Grunke, who had been a partner with August since 1893. Together using the name Beckman Brothers, they ran the mill during their teens, 20s, and 30s, shelling and grinding corn and producing wheat flour. And I don't know, has anybody ever shucked corn? Yeah. It's kind of an old school. You've, you've shucked a corn cob? Yeah. Like you ground it through and got all the corn cobs oh, yeah. off? Yeah, and they'll actually produce... Um, through a hand mill. I mean, yeah. I, 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 God, it's been forever ago, but uh, there, there's cool areas. I don't know if... Um, if uh, Old World Wisconsin still has that as a as a thing that you can do, but yeah, it's uh it's fun. And I'm really <laughs> for ho- a second. You know what I'm hoping is like I really hope these guys listen to this because I've always wanted to make a buckwheat beer. We have buckwheat that grows really well by our house. Yeah, I've always wanted to make a beer. Like call it the Beckman Mill Brew. You know and I'll be right buck- next to you to oh, do yeah. the heavy lifting. Oh yeah, you. I definitely need a freaking help with brewing. That's Dude. for sure. I need the guns. I love it. I need the goddamn guns. You know me. <laughs> like I said in the last episode, I'm kind of built like a uh, sh- uh, a shit bag. If Dude, you <laughs> you got to basically uh, you got a beefcake over here. You got a beefcake, and uh, the the way that it's best is to you know get some Michael McDonald on the headphones and just lift oh yeah, Brutus baby, just beefcake it. Gonna lift this brewster no more. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is still here, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, whether it's his so, ghost or I don't the, know. And in the early 1920s, relays at the mill and dam were showing their age. Charlie and Henry, with the help of their neighbors, embarked on a major improvement project. It involved the replacement of wooden dam with a concrete one, and a ma- and a protection from the elements. 
for storage and to house auxiliary power source additionals were built on the mill's south side. Wow. And if you go to that today, they actually do have a, you can actually go in there and kind of see the old, con- the concrete mill and they'll run it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's actually still operational. That's awesome, dude. I love that. Yeah. And so um, upon the death of the brothers, Henry in 1939, Charlie continued to operate the mill on his own until the mid fifties with a two year hiatus during world war two, when he was employed at Fairbanks Morse in Beloit. Which creating is, yeah, yeah. Uh, heavy heavy artillery stuff and yeah. yeah obviously World War II um, engines naval ships and all that yeah and in the late 1950s a new roof was installed which served to preserve the structure around that time the mill was rented to a neighboring farmer for a storage of baled hay. And in 1977, the mill was placed on the National Register of Historic Places. And one year later, in 1978, the Beckman family sold it on their 10-acre property to Rock County, thus Beckman Mill. And in 1990, the Friends of Beckman Mill, Inc. was formed. And shortly thereafter, volunteers from that organization began the restoration. And today, they restored most of the mill to the same. It's pretty awesome. They'll actually, if you go on there and open, they'll open the mill and show you how it operates, give you a little tour, some explanation of how the building worked and how it did work. It's really awesome. Me and Rachel like live in this area, so we really try to support it as much as we can. We're not millionaires, but we really like to support local Hell yeah. stuff. And this is my place. And this is to just go. one way for us to be able to do that uh, in in a in a free uh, world where we can we can say exactly we can say all of these fine things about it, and and hopefully you all. Uh, do your part and go visit. And hey, if we get like, you know, if we get 100 Patreon members, we can really help these guys out and really help preserve this place because it is my favorite place to go fishing. Um, it's not even for the fish. Like once in a while I'll catch bass or, you know, I'll go carp fishing out there or something. Sure. But it's more just they have like the dam. They have like a little waterfall because they built the concrete block for the dam. And you can just listen to the water and you just cast a line out there, you know, top your hat down, let the sun graze on you, you know, have a couple beers in your and tackle And get reflective. Box. Yeah, know, it's, it's really nice. Start to think about stuff. It's great. It's it, uh, peaceful and serene. It gets rid of the stress from the work week, you know, and you, you may not catch a fish, but at the same time you catch a buzz and you get to see the sun and, yeah. you know, hear some carp jumping and... You know, you can even go kayaking out there. It's a little shallow on Raccoon River there, but you can go kayaking out there. And We actually have a small creek that runs uh, through our neighborhood here in Waukesha. And uh, at, some, at some points during the winter when, uh, when it was, uh, you know, sort of thawed uh, and it's running, it's beautiful. We walk the dogs past it, and, and when you get... Within generally right around like 20 feet, you start to hear that, that running, that rushing water. It's beautiful. It's, yeah, and you know what? If any of our listeners head out to this area, uh, definitely send us a message because I'd love to meet you guys out there and uh, cast a couple worms, drown some worms, and uh, yeah. I'll definitely bring out some craft beer from the local area. And I'd love to, you know, just touch base with you guys. Hell and yeah. uh, I think it's a great place to go just to reflect in peace. And I think Sundays are when they have most of the mills are open for, like, tours and stuff. Yeah. And uh, just keep an eye out on their website because you'll find kind of a schedule when they're going to be there. And uh, they have a lot of historical reenactments once in a while. They'll have car shows. They'll have, you know, a horse and carriage. They'll have a garden growing usually. They have fishing. They have the mill open. I think it's an old schoolhouse or school building that you can go into. Oh, nice. A blacksmith shop. It's just a very cool place and kind of a hidden location in Beloit that not a lot of people know about. Yeah, and and, and on uh, this, uh, the mill history site here for uh, from the, the Friends of Beckman Mill, they actually have a full timeline of, of different things. Uh, that are uh, that are important to the the Beckman Mill, and uh, you know even just looking at this list from the '90s to today, they've done a lot of really great stuff um, to to really improve this area and, and and to beautify it and and make it what it is now. And uh, I guess 
we're kind of lucky to be able to have something like this. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, somebody did uh, put, put all the elbow grease into, uh, you know, renovating and making this thing and preserving it yeah and like i said when we get 200 uh patreon members which is probably in the future here but yeah, within the next 10 years or yeah so. <laughs> we'd definitely be willing to support a place like this because this is one of my favorite places to go and i love i love the work that they put into it i love the volunteers that come there i love that they have polka too you know me oh, like, i love polka once in a while i get polka they have like a little cookout and some polka music going on i'm all about that that's the best some bratwurst some polka oh what what is better I agree. And if you get a chance, if you guys head out there, like I said, send us a message. I'll meet you guys out there. We'll share our beer and uh, drown some worms. All right. So now on to our Wisconsin music segment. Something we've been wanting to feature for a while. And yeah. they reached out to us a while, but we've had a lot of bands like on our list. And this was one that I had to feature. Recently, they're on SNL, which yes. is a pretty amazing accomplishment in That's my a opinion. It's a huge accomplishment. It's huge. And, you know, this this group, um, obviously, like, I love music with feeling. Like, I, that's why I'm not a huge fan of pop music today. It's just like a repetitive word. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I love something that has, like, the soul to it, yeah. you know, or the, like, I guess, like, the true feeling you get from a music when you listen to it. Yeah. yeah that's the thing is I don't, I don't hear pop music and feel anything. Yeah. I get, I get grooving. I get the, the infectiousness of the, the, the beat, the groove and the stupid re- repeating, you know, chorus, but yeah. Um, it, it just doesn't make me do anything. It doesn't make That's, me feel anything. Exactly. And like this music, like, and this is the exact opposite. Yeah. This embodies, uh, the art of music. Yeah. And you get so many, many different genres in here. Like I'm getting some of that, like, um, Southern gospel music. You're getting a lot of that soulfulness. You're getting the R and B beautiful vibe. Just, oh yeah. Just amazing. And then, you know, the violin and cello, like those two instruments work very well when you got strings together. Yeah. I mean, they're just two beautiful instruments in themselves right absolutely I mean, and yeah i we had the feature sister strings um yeah the band is amazing because one of them is a uh, uw madison alumni awesome so, which i think is pretty phenomenal in my opinion i think your name is shante i think is how you say it yeah and um the other one is from actually the university of michigan in ann arbor yeah which is pretty Huge cool too. too yeah exactly yeah and I just think it's I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. So, oh yeah, Monique is actually from UW, and Shantae went to University of Ann Arbor, right, Ann Arbor, okay. which is awesome. And they both studied their instruments, so they're like amazing at them. Right. And, and what they do, like what they like construct, is like like I said, like you you look for me, I look for feeling. I like the old country because of the storytelling. Right. Because right. it's not like the same word repeated over and over. Again. It's actually a story you listen to. I love the soulfulness because you just get like that, the feels, I guess is what right. the, I guess like the hipster word is the feels. The reason why, you know, uh, rock and roll uh, drew so much off of the blues. Yeah, Because for sure. there was this raw anger and sadness in the blues, the original blues. And we, you know, we hear it differently we all interpret it just a little differently so some people might think anger some people might think sadness some people might uh you know just think uh you know there's there's gratefulness in the song uh and and because of that you know everything is sort of evolved and and like i said blues gave birth to rock and roll um and and like you said too it's this old country uh, kind of gave birth to you know more outlaw type stuff, yeah. really good storytelling, and then this with the musicianship. You know, you think of classical music and how that totally evolved into 
jazz and uh, string quartets and th- I mean it's just amazing. And I really am into like old timey music. Like, I don't know about you, but like Sam Cooke is oh, one yeah. of my, one of my all time favorite musicians. Yeah, uh, gone too soon too. Oh, That's... I know. Uh, just a stupid way to die too, yeah. which is unfortunate. But that that soulfulness, that gospel influence, that like you know, just the beauty of the music, like it's it's timeless. I think Sister Strings have that timelessness to them as well. Oh, hundred percent. And they're, I mean, they're, they're, that's the reason why they're on Saturday Night Live yeah, and they're getting exactly. these opportunities. Uh, it's totally totally d- uh, deserved, uh, and and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, the song that we're featuring is "Her Name Was." Just remember 
man. Uh, Got the feels. That's beautiful. That's absolutely. Uh, I, every that's, time, every time I hear their music, I think Nina Simone, you know, Mary J. Blige, Lauren Hill, those those little singers you listen to that just give you that like heartfelt feel. Yeah. Um, the 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 one thing. Uh, Right off the bat, the the cello, the deepness there, and then that plucked string violin is, um, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the sound gives you chills, and then the vocals hit, and you're just like, "What? Yeah, is for happening, sure. Man? It's so like, soulful and smooth I feel, and beautiful. I feel like velvet. Like, I know for sure. It's amazing. I I can't." I don't know, man. I, I think I think next time in Milwaukee, we're definitely going. Yes. So okay. Oh, good. for sure, <laughs> right, dude. Good. Uh, backstage passes and everything too, because we're I going meet all them. out for sure. This yeah, is you bet. Yeah, we're going all out. I want the poster. I want the T-shirt. I want the keychain. Uh, you're getting I want the it. album. You're getting the whole deal. Yes. You can be a fanboy. Dude. You're going all out. It's, it's absolutely no, amazing. I love it. It is so phenomenal. And like I said, there's so much influential music in in her voice. That's just that like beautiful smoothness of everything you listen to it's it's creamy man it's good it is it is um let's go ahead and jump from that piece of beauty to a back beer to review shit bag yeah back, <laughs> back to being a bunch <laughs> of jags here yep um so what do we have here this is clearly from one of our favorites i mean you can see the brown medicine bottle right away can't you from a I'm mile star- away you know this one well, I'm thirsty for some healing, baby. Yeah, Give so, me some of that medicine. So this one's from uh, 1840 Brewing Company out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're talking about the Cashmere Sweater Double IPA. Hop Burst and Double Dry Hopped Exclusively with Cashmere Hops. Another killer. It's 8% ABV. And uh, let me just read you the uh, little bit of what's going on with this brew. So this hop is a hop bursted and DDH with Michigan-grown cashmere hops. Hop bursting, or adding all hops after the boil, is a technique that maximizes hop flavor and aroma while adding little bitterness. Look for notes of apricot, orange, marmalade, overripe melon, and canned peaches. The batch number on this one is 221167. 1840 classic, right? I mean, I love that they give you the batch number. I'm going 1840, going to give me a bunch of peaches. But yeah, obviously, we talk about this one all the time. Bayview neighborhood, Eric. Yeah. Bayview. And, and the building is great. Uh, like I said, it, it, it just feels uh, so amazing. The brick and, and the, the, the metal uh, architecture that's in there, very industrial. Uh, to really go along with the fact that they brew... Just phenomenal beers. Uh, at every turn, they're coming out with something that I really love. I love on all of their their bottles. Uh, they that they they do something with the logo of the beer. This one in particular is pulling off of the Seinfeld. Yeah, the uh, cashmere. Logo. Yeah, it's amazing. And then obviously cashmere sweater. That was a huge uh, episode within Seinfeld. <laughs> um, so I just absolutely love the ties. And you can you could see through all of these things what their influences are what they enjoy they clearly enjoy seinfeld and simpsons we've seen numerous things uh death of a palesman uh, so they're well oh, yeah. read exactly um, arthur miller's great i just absolutely love everything they, they pump out of that brewery yeah and this one obviously like for me eric do you like cantaloupe uh you're not, a, not really do you like muskmelon mm, see those melons that you're are all dull fan. in flavor i always put a little salt on. Have you let have you let them sit for a while though, and kind of got a little overripened? No, you haven't. So they have a little bit more sweetness that comes through because you're letting it break down a little more. So you get gotcha. more of the more of the sugars are releasing. Okay. This, 
is like an overripe melon. Yeah. Like that's exactly what I'm getting. Like I'm getting a musk melon or a cantaloupe that's been sitting in my fridge for about a week. Nice. And, and, and getting- they're and, and that, like you said, kind of brings out the natural sweetness even more so than if it was just uh, uh, purchased right off the shelf. And what they say, like, it's exactly what I'm thinking. So, like, I love muskmelon. I love cantaloupe. I love it when it's been sitting in the fridge for about a week when it's been sitting. and kind of gets, it's kind of just sits in its juices and it's, like, nice and soft. It's not like when you first cut it and eat it. it where it's, it's got a still firmness to it. And it doesn't uh, have much of a sweetness to it. It's no. More of a, it's more almost a bitter melon. That's why I love putting the salt on it. To, I put a little, you know, pinch of salt on each piece before I eat it because it... Uh, that draws out the you know the the dull sweetness that is there, uh, the the saltiness of of that it, it adds. I don't know. It's a perfect combination. I learned it from my mom, and I've I've done it ever since. Uh, even sometimes with uh, watermelon, uh, a little bit of salt. It, it's just it's a cool add. I've done that with tart apples. Actually, yeah. salt on tart apples actually sure. does help with the sweetness and take the edge off. Well, you put a little bit of salt in your pie, like a, a nice uh, apple pie oh, when yeah. you're baking. So, but you know, it does say all these other flavors i mean for me what's coming through is obviously the that fruit is there the, the melon is coming through for yeah. me hardcore and even as i'm talking right now that like melon smell yeah i'm getting it in my nose it's getting in your mustache i can see it look it's looking melon <laughs> i get a little melancholy yeah dude going on. i see a little melon on your facial melon collar yeah <laughs> it's beautiful man uh, yeah look. It's it's just an amazing beer. Um, Always, I, I I haven't we haven't really used much of the Michigan grown cashmere hops in any of our brews. So no. I think you know one of the ones we're gonna have to try is a uh, smash hop with this one just to get the flavor. Really get the identity of it. Yeah, I love that. I love the smash hop series that we do because it you, really you, does give it, you the identity. It gives, it gives you the identity of all the hop flavors. Yeah, and with like beer and strains of hops getting like. You know, you're breeding and breeding these hops to get these new flavors. Every time we see a new one, it's like, I need to know what that flavor is. Just like segmented out of right. the rest because I need to know what that is so I can tell it in my beers. Right. Which and is and why know we what did to pair sma- it with. And- yeah, which was why we did the Smash Hop series like when we used to brew. Yep. Yeah, that's it's very key. Uh, and I'm sure 1840 does that too on a more pilot series where, you know, with a small five gallon you know setup that they're able to uh brew a smash hop series of cashmere or you know whatever hop that they want to in order to find uh what's going to work best with it find the notes find the identity and then that way you can uh you can know what it's going to pair well with yeah and i think like the mosaic and citrus hops you don't see them much anymore because there's so many new strains out there that people are trying to experiment and make the next yeah that's yesterday's beer. news yeah. man that's I know. old news and those are like our favorites i mean we yeah. we like made tons of those because they're one of our favorites that we've tried out of all of them and and, and they do magic together um uh, and i think that's what's neat about finding companies like 1840 that uh they're finding the those things that work well and become the new uh peanut butter and jelly that become the new uh you know peanut butter and chocolate where's the pair what's the thing that's going to work well together and uh, 1840 is is consistently producing uh, all of those things. And I mean, we, we have like in our state, we have some of the best researchers and stuff. So we have the Wisconsin Hop Growers Association, and I'm sure they're, they're making a lot of, you know, basically hops that are like basically to them hybrids. Yeah. Hybrids know? of other hops that just getting these flavors. And because they're doing that, we're getting all these amazing flavors, amazing beers coming out, amazing IPAs, other beers, Germanic hops that are being crossbred. It's just incredible to me. Yeah. 
Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many logos you add? Alright folks, you know what that means. It's time for the old segment called How Many Logos You Add? And I'll tell you uh, what a neat uh, thing YouTube is. Uh, this was Eric got me started on these cold yeah. blue cams, and uh, this one was from actually Weston, Wisconsin. And I saw this. I'm like, Eric, we need to talk about yeah. this one. This is just insane. Which I had seen this uh, maybe a couple weeks ago or something. This is a YouTube channel called Code Blue Cam. Uh, mostly features uh, body cam footage of Wisconsin officers. More so in the northern half of the state. Um, there's not a whole lot going on. Like the Milwaukee ones that they do feature are a lot of like car chases, teens stealing Kias and stuff. But the ones from the northern uh, half of the state are all pretty awesome DUIs. Um, and this one is one of the best. Uh, if you can, go find it. It's drunk 18-year-old girl goes absolutely nuts during arrest. Um, the, the one thing that's prominent, <laughs> she, goes throughout, she goes absolutely wild. Um, uh, and the, the thing about it is, uh, it's, it's kind of annoying to watch because this is every drunk fucking girl, uh, who doesn't know how to handle their, their liquor. And it's annoying. Um, too many claws breaking laws, way baby. too many white claws in this chick. She has gone one too many claws. Now she's got a weird hybrid hand with way too many claws. She looks like a weird bird or she a truly's girl. She might be Trulies. Okay. Um, so this was uh, April 25th, uh, 2022. Officers responded to a convenience store. That's a quick trip. We all see it in the video. It's a KT. Give it, give it its quality. Uh, we need to, to pay respect. It's not even convenient. It's an amazing no, store. This is not a convenience store. This is the best fucking store ever out there created. Um, Casey's can suck a cot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. We know where the real good pizza is. <laughs> KT baby. Um, and so the, the officers are responding to a convenience store uh, for an intoxicated, passed out uh, person. Um, and in her vehicle, this is in Weston, Wisconsin, is the most annoying girl ever. Uh, she's, she, she, she's acting like she's dying. They had to you know smack on her window a bunch to try to even get her to wake up in the first place. Once she does, she doesn't really know how to like work a vehicle, like the hand. She's in the passenger seat, by the way. Just wanted to say, um, but she doesn't know how to like work a door handle. She's constantly trying to reach in the back seat, which are all things you don't want to do uh, during uh, some sort of a, a police uh, uh, interaction. Don't be reaching for stuff. Not a good idea. Also, don't be drunk. That's that definitely helps us. Yeah. <laughs> so. While the officer was actually speaking with the female, uh, he observed her slurred speech, which you will too, uh, and a foul odor of intoxicants coming from her. Uh, after she tried to close her door multiple times on the officers, she tried to smack them a bunch. Not good. Very physical with all of them. She is shouting obscenities around every single corner, uh, and... She's asking for her sister a bunch. Uh, we're not sure if the sister's even there. Uh, I know, Russ, you and I, we see there, she's in the passenger seat, so we're presuming that, you know, she didn't drive or... Or maybe her sister ran from the sitch because right. she was fucked up, too. You never you know? know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on here. We don't know if the whole so, story. so, her sister's a real piece of shit for totally abandoning for her. For an 18-year-old drunk. sister. Yeah, right. for sure. So, uh, we don't have a ton of information, uh 
out there. We know she's arrested. We know that she did go to jail. She was um, sleeping in the vehicle, so right. she was passed out. And she does have the keys for the vehicle, so rightfully so. She is. You are going to get. You're gonna. You're gonna get. Uh, you know, charged with uh, driving under the influence and, and resisting the arrest too. I mean, that that does not help the situation that's going on right Disorderly now. Disorderly conduct for sure. Uh, there's a bunch of different uh, uh, add-ons that go against this as well. So she's. I mean, it's going to be a huge hefty fine. She's going to lose her driver's license for probably like a year. Um, she's terrible. She's in a, a hot mess situation. 18-year-olds in Wisconsin shouldn't look like this, uh, shouldn't act like this, but we all too often see that this is a headline, uh, and, and that's why this segment exists, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so what do you think? Do you think this was a cornfield party? She's going to yeah. KT to get a couple sandwiches, like a couple of hot, right. hot sandwiches? Her sister could also be inside. The bathroom's at Quick Trip are comfortable as fuck. She's probably just the resting it off, took- taking a dump. <laughs> she fell asleep shitting. Yeah, I don't know. I have. At Quick Trip. Have you? You laid a brown dragon and fell asleep? Yeah, you just, yeah. You kind of just lean back a little bit and it's good. Like Fat Joe, lean back. I mean, like, to be honest, like, they're pretty nice. They're, like, soundproof. They're amazing. Like, pretty quiet and, like, comfortable. Like, there's a a padding between the walls. I would like to hire a contractor who who builds Quick Trips for them to put a Quick Trip-style bathroom in my basement. It's like soundproof. Like there's spacing between each one. So like it's if full you're going, brick. If you're going full blown ham. Yeah. If you're shitting a full ass brick. Like nobody knows what's going on. Like there's no sound heard. Like you're they okay. Can smell it. You can smell it, but it's there's no yeah. sound that's heard. Yeah. Because your deer like actually set deep in the wall. Too. It's there's awesome. There's like a thick wall between the and two. And the door itself is like an inch and a half. I know. Thick. It's awesome. When that thing shuts, it makes a loud sound. That's what's great. Is uh, Quick Trip is really. Providing what we need. Uh, That's why that station's hot doing so sandwiches. Well. There's a new one popping up every week. Even hotter bathrooms. And <laughs> this chick is fucked. And that's really the the moral of this story. She's 18. She's really skinny, dude. Yeah. Like she's really tiny. I mean, y- you talking about six trulies on this girl? She's donezo. Oh, she's a six. cheap date. Maybe four. I was just gonna say. I think four, six is where she's at now. Yeah. So she might have been at four Over. trulies. Four trulies. You might be getting yeah. an HJRH around from this girl. But she won't know it, so can't give consent, so you don't want to mess with that. Definitely don't want to. She's 18, though. And you got, but you, <laughs> but you got to say. I'm totally kidding. No, I know. Here. I'm totally kidding here. That's what I'm saying, too, is that, man, her level is overboard. Somebody should have noticed that earlier and been like, listen here, you know, fucking, what do we think her name Dude, is? Dude, she. Bethany. No, her name's like fucking Ashley or something. She yeah, looks like Ashley, Ashley. Could you slow down on the Trulies? You know what? I wish like when we when we were going to school, we were drinking in the cornfields and like driving home after that. I wish we had breathalyzers. Oh yeah, like I have now. Before yeah. I leave here, like I just blow into it Clutch, to make sure I'm good. Yeah, right. it helps out a lot, and you know you're good to go. Well, you know you're either good or you're not. Now, because how many times have we ran from parties through cornfields and shit where we were from? I mean, right. it, it's pretty normal. I mean, you hide in the corn and duck down while they're shining spotlights around there. You don't lift up because then you're going to see your head pop. Oh yeah, you don't. You just lay in the corn. Yep, you got to be. You got to be bed. You yeah. got to be in the. You in don't the move. Deep. If you see coyotes licking your ass, you just fucking stay there and you don't move because well, you're going to get busted. Dude, if a coyote's licking my ass, I ain't stopping it. <laughs> I'm pulling her down. <laughs> I'm dropping further. So <laughs> get over here, you coyote. Come uh, here, lick my ass. You already hit first base. Let's go. Um. But here's here's the 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 long and the short of it here. Uh, if you're gonna party, uh, you, you gotta be in in 
better, you know, better conditions than this. And I mean, I, I've been the West and it's small. It, right. I mean, like you're not getting away with it. Like, like that officer's probably your dad somehow. Cause the town is <laughs> so small. Like you don't even know it's such dad? a small town. Dad, um, is that you? But that's the thing is here, uh, she's in a real, real predicament here and she's not handling it well. No, she's not. She's freaking out, which is not. And then she's swatting, trying to close the door on the officers. Yeah. You know, these what? are all situations you don't want to put uh, yourself in, but also you don't need to put uh, police officers in that position. You either. know, even if you have an officer that's like trying to engage you and get you to argument, because there are those officers out there. Sure. Just be as nice as you can. And these ones were actually being so nice. I know they were actually being decent, but I'm just saying if you have one of those like argumentative kind of officers like kind of pushing you around yes just sir be really yes sweet. ma'am yeah. no ma'am even no, if they're pissed sir, off just, just be as nice as you can because then they'll just blow it off kill them with kindness yeah for sure because that's the only thing you can do you, you know? know that's that's the best uh that's the best medicine for so it. this girl she's really lightweight mm-hmm. so i don't i i don't 18. think she, you're 18 straight up i was gonna go 16 loco i mean i hate oh to no say, i was just saying she's 18 Oh, I was thinking sixteen loco on her. I'd be more. I'd be in the twelve range. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she like can handle a lot of booze in the first place, and she just overdrank their buddies in the cornfield. She went to Quick Trip to get a hot sandwich. Yeah, wasn't right to drive, but she thought she was okay, like everyone is when they're drunk. Right, and and you know, and I totally understand. Uh, we all you, understand. That. I, I I can. I I honestly I can I can totally relate. Uh, but when you're past that point, you just got to know better. Uh, or don't get to that point. That's actually probably m- more beneficial in this case. Just so, stop drinking so, and you'll be fine. So we're going 14 local and uh, we have to settle one more argument before the sound the gavel. Is it a white claw or a Truly's girl? She's probably a claw. I'm gonna, I, I think claw. I think you're a claw too. Sound yeah. the gavel, Eric. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.